Welcome to the Echo Tips Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about physically locking down the Amazon Echo as an activity director who works with those who are in senior living environments, seniors at senior living homes, assisted living, nursing homes, and the like. But uh, before we get into that in any sort of uh, detail, and this would also be good for business owners who maybe are using an Echo in a public setting, uh, before we get into that in any sort of detail, we're going to a brief message about our podcast, and then I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the New Vision Program at Goodwill. We're also grateful for the kind use of WVTF Studios. New Vision is a program of Goodwill that provides information services and assistive technology training to individuals with visual impairments living in Southwest Virginia. Goodwill Industries of the Valleys is a nonprofit organization serving the New River, Roanoke, and Shenandoah Valleys of Virginia. Goodwill's mission services help individuals with disabilities and disadvantages to get back to work and gain greater independence. These shows are provided for educational purposes. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without written permission from New Vision. Hello, welcome back. If you're listening for the first time, we'd like to thank you and welcome you here with us. My name is David Ward. I'm the Assistive Technology Instructor with the New Vision Program at Goodwill, where I've done a lot with the Amazon Echoes, with seniors and the like over the years. Probably set up close to 200 of these bad boys. I have to look up the actual number sometime. I know it's over 150. It's got to be somewhere around 200. But uh, set up a lot of these, and also in assisted living homes, and uh, nursing homes, and uh, senior living homes, and things like that. And uh, so that was part of our grant program that we had at one point. So many activity directors would ask me about uh, how you put restrictions on it. So in an earlier episode, we've talked about actually using the free time feature to place restrictions on the Echo so that it maybe doesn't respond during certain times of day or it can't place phone calls just willy-nilly to Walmart or anybody else or um, uh, can't play explicit music or videos. And so that we've talked about that in an earlier episode, so you might want to check back on that episode. But today we're going to talk about physically locking down the Echo. And so in particular, there are wall-based mounts that can be bought, purchased to mount echoes to the wall. Now, the more traditional ones like the Echo Dot, there's probably a bazillion different types of mounts for those that allow them to mount on the wall. Not a lot of those are probably really designed with theft deterrence in mind. But a lot of the echoes that we uh, placed with activity directors in our area were the Amazon Echo Show line that has a camera and a screen. The really the huge functionality that that gives to you as activity directors is the ability to do video conferencing, um, which is huge, uh, especially during coronavirus and lockdowns and things like that. The ability for maybe your residents to talk to family members over Skype or something like that could be huge, and and this gives you that functionality. Furthermore, if you have a, a limited, you know, you can only have three or four people in a room due to social distancing, maybe you can use a different room across campus for everybody else to tie in using an, edo, an echo using video conferencing. So that's a huge way that maybe multiple people can be safe and maybe attend that diabetic workshop you have two o'clock on a Thursday afternoon or something like that. Um, so that gives you a little idea. Now, 
The trick is, though, is once again you need the physical locking down. Um, there are, uh, uh, we've purchased them before uh, in connection with that grant and different things. Um, there are physical things, well, that, that are connected with uh, locking down the Echo, so just not anybody can walk up to it, unplug it, and walk away with it. So there are wall-based mounts, especially with the Echo Show, that will bolt it onto the wall. They have anti-theft uh, screws and locks and things like that. And you could also think of maybe, and I don't think the ones we purchased had this, but uh, you could maybe put some sort of restrictor plate over the buttons on the top. So on the top of the Echo Show, you have a volume up, a volume down, and you have the microphone button, which makes this thump sound you might have been hearing here in the background because I'm shutting her ears on and off. And that's an interesting idea. You could actually shut her ears off so she wouldn't respond to her name anymore. And then when you put it into that housing that you're going to mount on the wall, you could put a further restrictor plate. Maybe they even make some like that with a restrictor plate that covers those buttons. So basically nobody could turn her ears back on. So that's an interesting feature. And that way it kind of acts like a dumb kiosk terminal where nobody can actually verbally command it or do anything to it. But you as an activity director could still program it using the Alexa app. Uh, to have those reminders throughout the day, certain calendar events throughout the day, different things like that. And if you had it paired with a Bluetooth uh, Echo remote, which has its own built-in microphone, you could still give it verbal commands using the remote, just nobody could walk up to the Echo and give it commands just willy-nilly. But once again, if you did want them to be able to walk up to it and say, what's on the calendar today, you can place some restrictions, as we mentioned earlier, using the free time uh, functionality. So you might want to check out that episode. Let's see, other things I wanted to mention about physically locking down. Of course, you could always do some things like super glue. Hey, I just wanted to jump in. I realized some things after I did the recording of this episode, some points I wanted to mention. So um, as far as the uh, super glue and stuff, I was just making reference to the like restricting access to the buttons or placing some sort of restrictor plate over that and that kind of thing. Uh, but I did later realize that um, touch screens are going to be an issue. So an Amazon Echo Show has a touch screen. And you might ask yourself, okay, so how can I restrict access to that and just anybody coming up and touching the screen and doing stuff? Now, obviously, in the previous episode, we talked about free time. And so your filters and things are going to obviously still be turned down. The browser could be disabled, all of that kind of stuff. I did go into the settings panel using the touch screen when free time was on, though, and found that although many of the options have been removed, it looked like uh, you could still access certain things. Now, anything critical like uh, Wi-Fi access point, free time, you, you, you can try to turn it off or try to change something, but it's going to ask for a password. So that's good. But you could still go in there and maybe change the volume of alarms and a few little things that don't require a password. So here's hoping that's something that maybe uh, Amazon will add a future restriction parents and the like and it is distinctly possible that in the free time settings as discussed in the previous episode there may be something burrowed way deep, deep down in there that allows you to restrict uh, touchscreen interface actions but for this episode uh, I wanted to interject there are other options you could maybe find some sort of film that you could put over the screen uh, kind of like a protective screen protector but that actually 
restricts touchscreen interaction. I imagine there's a there's a, there's something like that out there. Uh, there is obviously too like plexiglass options and things like that when you buy your wall mounts or even a desk mount. They do make those as well. Maybe from the manufacturer you can get some sort of plexiglass thing in there that obviously somebody could, could they could come up and touch the screen, but it's not going to transfer the touchscreen interaction, so it's not going to work, basically. So that might be an option as well. I know they make those kind of things for um, uh, for uh, tablets and kiosk systems like that, so that might be an additional option. So I thought I'd just mention that real quick because touchscreen could potentially be a vector you're worried about, and that might be something to think about. Okay, so now that I put that in there, back to the episode. All right, well, I think that covers some of the basics here uh, with the Amazon Echo and locking it down physically. And uh, we thank you for listening to this episode. It's time to start practicing some of the many things that you've learned. And uh, we look forward to you listening with us again here in the future. Until that time, we thank you for listening. Thanks, Dave. In conclusion, let me tell you a thing or two. This episode is brought to you by New Vision at Goodwill Industries of the Valleys and it is also made possible in part by a grant from Community Foundation serving Western Virginia. And there's more, we're also grateful for the kind use of WVTF Studios. New Vision is a program of Goodwill that provides information services and assistive technology training to individuals with visual impairments living in Southwest Virginia. For more information check out our website at goodwillvalleys.com newvision with no spaces. Goodwill Industries of the Valleys is a non-profit organization serving the New River, Roanoke, and Shenandoah Valleys of Virginia. Goodwill's mission programs help individuals with disabilities and disadvantages to get back to work and gain greater independence. These shows are provided for educational purposes. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without written permission from New Vision. Thanks for listening.